A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing. Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. You can be seated. Are there any children for a children's homily? Want to come up for a children's homily? Any children? Any brave children? Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the, the readings today. That first reading is so powerful that jo the joy and gladness will come together. The faithful will gather in Jerusalem and the, the, the deaf will hear, the lame will walk, the blind will see, and there will be no more sorrow, no more mourning, no more sadness. Everything will be made right when the Messiah comes. Now John the Baptist knew that prophecy and many other prophecies about the Messiah. And he knew that who he was. He knew that he was the one who was there to prepare the way for the Messiah. So he spends his whole life waiting to see the Messiah, waiting for the Messiah to come. And then the Messiah comes. Jesus came and was baptized and the heavens open up. The voice of the God the Father comes down from heaven and says, This is my beloved Son. In him I am fully pleased. The Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus and enfolds him as a dove. And then John the Baptist himself proclaims, This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And John thought to himself, This is marvelous. The Messiah has come. That which we have waited for has come. Now everything is going to be set right. Now the Romans are, that have been oppressing Israel for centuries will be cast out. The false shepherds who have been leading people astray from the temple, they will be cast down. And the goodness of God is going to reign. Everything is going to be set right at last. But then nothing happened. John expected everything to change, and nothing changed. Herod, whom... John had denounced for marrying his brother's wife, was still on the throne. 
the Roman army still occupied Israel and the false teachers of the temple still led the people astray. In fact, Herod had John arrested. So John is now in prison, in Herod's prison. Herod should have been driven out by the Messiah. Why is everything upside down? And so John begins to question, begins to doubt. What is going on? And he sends Jesus this message. Are you really the Messiah? Unspoken. You sure don't seem to be acting like it. You're supposed to fix everything. You're supposed to make everything right. Everything is still troublesome in life. Do you ever feel that way? Here I am. I'm Catholic. I believe in God. I pray. I go to church. Shouldn't my life be like good, right, simple? But yet I still have financial struggles. I still have health struggles. And sometimes I just feel lonely. Are you really there, Jesus? Are you really setting everything right? Well, Jesus sent John the Baptist back this answer. He said, tell John what you see. The blind can see. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The sick are healed. The dead are raised. And then he added, and blessed is the one who does not take offense at me. In other words, Jesus says to John, I know what I'm doing. It's not what you expected. But I know what I'm doing. It seems so often in life, God gives us marvelous and wonderful gifts. But they seem to be secret and hidden. When God chose to become man, when God came and inserted himself into our history, he didn't come coming down from the sky with flashes of lightning and displays of power like some superhero from a Marvel movie. Instead, he was born of an unwed mother in a stable, in an out-of-the-way place that nobody ever much thought about, a little town called Bethlehem. God comes in power, but God comes in secret. It is as if God exists in a dimension that is not parallel to ours, but perpendicular that we can look for God and we can't find him because he's, he's off to the side somewhere. And even if we try real hard and we pray and we seek God and we, we try to focus on God, we just catch a, a, a shadowy glimmer of God because it's like trying to look at a picture from the edge and not full face on. But God is there. And God is with us. And God's gifts are manifold. But they're secret. And they're hidden. It is the way of God to hide himself. 
because it is not God's desire for us to be able to come to him in understanding and in intellect, in some way of thinking, I've got you, God, I, I see you, God, I've got you, God. God desires us to let go of understanding and intellect, to let go of all things that are of this temporal world, to let go of pride, to let go of opinions and agendas, and to come to God in surrender, to come to him in faith, to come to him seeking that which is eternal and not a quick fix for that which is temporal. And indeed, many people have done this. Many people have been able to focus themselves on, on this dimension in which God pours himself out in riches and in purity. We think of the mystics of John the Cross who we celebrated his feast earlier this week of Teresa of Avila, of Padre Pio, and of so many others who were able to embrace God and to know God, not fully, not face to face, but yet to be able to receive and to soak in the riches God had for them. And it's as if they don't quite fit in this world, do they? We call them mystics as if they live with one foot in this world and one foot in another, as if somehow they straddle these two dimensions, but yet they can see and understand the glories of God. And that's for all of us. But when Jesus came to set things right, John thought he was going to set the world right. And truly, Jesus does offer his grace to all. But it is only received by individuals. It is only when we as individuals come to Christ in surrender and in faith, in giving ourselves to him and desiring Jesus for who he is and not for what we think we might get from him. When we give ourselves fully to Christ, to we see the messianic fulfillment. And God gives us his grace. And that grace is in the eternal. Because that which is in the temporal world, those things that seem to disturb us the most and trouble us the most, and those things that seem to trouble John the Baptist that, this day, well, they're just temporary, aren't they? But what God gives us is grace in the eternal. In those three things that St. Paul say endure forever, faith, hope, and love. And when we live our lives not in the temporal but in the eternal, then what happens in the temporal really doesn't matter that much. Even as what happened to John the Baptist not much farther down in the Gospels, Herod takes off his head out of to please the, his brother's wife and daughter. And when we are able to surrender our opinions, surrender our agendas, surrender the desires of this world and let them all go 
and give ourselves fully to Christ for who he is and who he is alone, then we know joy regardless of what goes on in the temporal, regardless of what we face. And that is actually what this Sunday is about. That's why I'm wearing a pink vestment. It is Gaudete Sunday. And what does Gaudete mean? It's the hints behind me. Joy! (laughs) The pink, the banner with the pink candle. This is a Sunday of joy. And what an odd reading for a Sunday of joy when John the Baptist is so confused. But Jesus says, the kingdom of God is here. And the blind can see. And the lame can walk. But as individuals, for individuals who reach out and touch Jesus the Christ by faith and become filled with that faith, hope, and love that carry us into eternity. And then we know joy that nothing that happens in this earth can take away. This is the joy that Jesus promised. This is the joy that Jesus gives. But it is to us as individuals It's not enough to be Catholic, to even come into church. It is that surrender of self as an individual to Christ in which he fills us with his presence and with his joy. So we come to Christ today to give him all that we are and all that we have and to be filled with the faith, hope, and love of God that passes from here into eternity and to know his joy now and forever.